Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 253 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined this week by, oh my gosh, it's Josh. <gasps> That's very delayed. Very delayed. It, almost like it was a surprise to yourself there as well. Indeed. Um, and we've got Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. And we, we're not going to exploit the shit out of that this week. <laughs> Lee, damn it. Say oh, hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Should have given me the idea. Indeed. Uh, so it is episode number 253. We are here to generally talk talk nonsense. It's, like, it's a week after NAM and there is not a lot of news. However, these boys, both of these boys have completely, completely got our back because they have been on just a hell, one hell of an escapade each. So we're gonna we're gonna be documenting some of that. We're also gonna have a little bit of a chat about FXpo because by the time this comes out, both me and Josh will have been to FXpo. So we're gonna do a little bit of a like preamble chat for that. Nice. That is staying in. <laughs> it's definitely staying in. I tried to get it out before the podcast started, and then you just another one come up. It's it's all gravy, baby. Not all baby gravy, because that's a completely different thing. <laughs> uh, right. So, which which one of you beautiful gentlemen want to start? I think Matt would probably like. I would say we'd probably need to go first because what I think is going to take up the most time and. Two, it's probably the most sad and heartbreaking story. It is, uh, yeah. Well, we won't. I suppose what I'll do is I'll do it in chronological order, so we don't have the heartbreak at the start. We have it in the middle, and then we get res- resolution towards the end. Only we don't get any resolution. That'll come in future podcasts because there is no resolution at the moment. So it's like fucking edging. <laughs> yeah, it's, Just, it's the we've... reason for you to listen again next week, and the week after, and the week after, and the week after. Yeah, I mean, this is almost yeah. like we fucking planned this, isn't up, it? It's up like... here for thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess, like, I've is it, has it been two weeks that you've done a cast without me? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've generally lost track. It's been TT. Um, it seemed like forever, Matt. It has time, seemed like time, forever. Time for me is just there is TT and then there is non TT, and TT just is, is is a time. It's not the two weeks or whatever it is. It's just it's tt it's its own thing it doesn't have days it doesn't have sleep some days it doesn't have like yeah it's just absolutely mental so yeah i think everyone loves tt don't they yeah i I think i did six six gigs of my my own in tt and i think i went out and watched about four days worth of music so like i spent a lot of time not at home in tt right on um which was yeah great fun um kicked it off with one of our private dues that we do which is always the the, the weekend before tt kind of kicks off um this year there were some uh sound techs over who were uh, not from the Isle of man so that um, we had a, like a, a proper sound system and um, it was actually the guys who did the big stage 1886 which is the one that had the darkness and chic and um it had like uh jesse jay and I think Becky Hill. I don't know whether that's actually a name or whether I'm mixing her up with someone I went to school with. I've never heard of her, but you I've know. heard of Becky Hill. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've they, heard, yeah. Like these were all the people that were on the 1886 stage. But yeah, so um, the the guys who were doing that that opened on the Sunday. On the Saturday, 
they did a private event where we were the band on. Um, so we had proper, proper, proper like sound engineers with proper equipment. Um, so like sound on stage was fucking phenomenal. Like, I mean, it was an indoor marquee for about 400 people-ish. Um, and they had, a, a, like I say, a proper chunky sound system. Just, yeah, absolutely great. Good, cracking fun. Like, um, Champions League final was on, but more people were standing and watching us than we were watching the Champions League final because obviously the British team weren't doing that well. <laughs> um, but we don't talk about that because I've just remembered that Josh is a Liverpool fan. My apologies. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, people weren't watching that. They were they were in watching us. It was a cracking night. Just just great fun. Um, and that's like the best way to kick off my TT. Um, yeah. Usually I would then have two weeks off work, but unfortunately I changed jobs in January and two of the four people in my team already had TT Fortnite booked off. So I didn't get any time off. So I I gigged and worked and worked and gigged and everything just kind of like melded into one. Um, Yeah, which was was interesting. But yeah, um, so yeah, I kicked off TT with that. Had a fairly chill Sunday and then I was pretty much either out watching music or or, um, out, out gigging myself for the entire fortnight. So on the Tuesday, I literally, so I finished work at five, um, had to sound check before half five um, <laughs> at a stage that was a 10 minute walk away. So I literally at lunchtime carried my pedal board and uh, two guitars from uh, my, my van into my work, finished work, walked down a hill 10 minutes. The the hard case for my pedal board, apparently my pedal board is too heavy for the hard case of my pedal board because that kind of started disintegrating. <laughs> so I ended up with a guitar on my back over my shoulders, one in a case underneath, and instead of carrying my pedal board by the handle, it was under, tucked under my arm, like walking down a street. <laughs> and then I'm trying to get in behind this stage and there's no security like around. They Clearly the rest of the band were in there and the security were in with them. And I'm like rattling this, this, this like... Uh, Harris Fenton at the back of the stage going guys, guys there's 10 minutes left for us to sound check, can you let me in <laughs> and finally got in and then like had to literally set everything up we thought we had, initially we thought we were on at 6 and we had till 6 to sound check Yeah. then we were told that there was an, there was an acoustic act on at half 5 and uh, we needed to sound check within that 10 minutes so like that was a little bit chaos and bec- a line like, check, not a yeah, sound check I w- and I was borrowing an amp as well so um it was the stage at 1886 so it was the big stage that had all these big big artists on and in, in in the days in between they had local bands on um and we kind of like kicked off the first local day so the night before was jesse J, and the night before that was primal scream and the night before that was the champions league final and john barnes because john barnes came over to rap his one song and <laughs> talk shit while they watched the champions league final because you know the Isle of Man is weird. Why the fuck not? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so he did his 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 rap from that nineteen ninety World Cup song that I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he did that and then like did a watch along for the Champions League final. Then yeah, then you had Primal Scream on, then Jesse J, and then the very next band on after Jesse J, which is the following day, was us. Um, well, there was this, this this acoustic act that we didn't even know was happening actually, like before it. But yeah, so I got there and they're like, okay, there's two amps on stage. There's a OR thirty, is it? Oh, it's one of the orange OC thirty, OR thirty. It's TH thirty, is it? The Crush. I, 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 no, it was a it was a valve amp, but yeah, 
it wasn't something that I was familiar with. And they're like, there's either that or a Marshall 1962 hand wired. And I was like, oh, that's, one you that's, that's, that's actually, I've got an SV15. So, you know, that's. It's, yeah, it's not a million miles away, is it? It's a 212 version of that, basically. And they're like, okay, well we'll, well, we'll wheel that out then. So I plugged into that, got that sounding okay, had a line check. Oh, just uh, just got it sounded okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. Fair, yeah. Bearing in mind that that's 30 watts and my, my amp is, 50 or, is 20 or 15, I can't remember. I had to crank the bollocks off it compared to what I do with my uh, with with my 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 SV. Um, for some reason, like literally, ev- like both of them, both the two volumes, I'd patch the two channels together, and they were both way over half. Whereas normally, I have the normal tickling half and the the like the the, the high the top. Yeah, I can't remember whether it's called top boost or top. Yeah, tre- normal the trebly one anyway. Um, like you know, on a may, maybe at like two o'clock if I'm lucky, or like sorry, ten <laughs> yeah. o'clock if I'm lucky. But um, yeah, like I was able to crank the bollocks off this and just get like a really sweet tone. But um, yeah, so it literally was like it was like a five minute kind of like find your sound on this amp with your pedals. Um, you're not playing with the rest of the band at this point. They've all they've all line checked. Um, and we'll give you a you know we'll we'll find out whether you're all at the right level in the first song which is great because <laughs> i was far too loud and had to pull down a little bit <laughs> yeah it was just like kind of a crazy sound on stage but like it was it was good fun um there were barely any people when we started because like i say it was it was six o'clock um and you could just see that see the area filling up over the like, over the course of the um the hour and a half that we got to play on there but like to play on a, a like a proper festival style size stage with side fills as well as monitors in front of you and like a you know a stupidly expensive sound system that's hanging from fucking stands that are like way above the stage like a proper like a, the 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 place was like a four thousand outdoor venue for four thousand capacity um there was proper like festival fenced off areas you know those those fences where you can stand up onto them to catch people as they're like they're passed forward that they have at festivals like yeah. we don't get any of that normally like normally it's a bit of harris fencing and maybe those little barrier like the yellow barriers that they put on roads and stuff <laughs> directly that's normally that's what you get at festivals over here yeah exactly and this is like professional equipment and just yeah it was just absolutely amazing uh, a great experience um and that was gig two of six so that it was all uphill up to hill to that point, you know. Like we were getting there. That was my last gig with my the band that I've been with for ten years, and then everything else is kind of with the new band. Yeah. Um. So I, I was just kind of like getting into the swing of things. Um. I sat, the singer of that band went away the following day. Um. And kind of that was that was it for TT for us. Um. As as that band. Um. I was then out the following night watching local band. Um. Oh, I've watched a, couple, a couple of local bands. <laughs> um. One of them just does like uh classic rock and blues covers um which is way up my street but um it was a fairly quiet night with being like the wednesday of practice week and a band on afterwards were an iron maiden tribute act who are really good um ed force one if you ever on the island and they're gigging go and see them they're they're really good nice um, yeah and then i guess the friday which is the tragedy day is the next the next kind of Everybody get your tissues ready. Yeah, so... This is being an inappropriate time to have a wank, but <laughs> if you insist... It's never an inappropriate time. So, like, they basically... Rams, 
Ramsey, which is a different town to where I, think I normally like. I mean, everything is normally in Douglas, but Ramsey put on like a festival. They closed off a, a square with, that has two pubs that back onto it. Um, so instead of it being parking, it had um, a couple of flatbeds that turned into a stage, um, and they just closed it off for five days and had a, had live music on um, in the mid, like in the middle of the town square. Um, obviously, with the pubs, you know, providing providing booze for the the people who wanted to go and watch the live music which was kind of a good idea i know there's there's they're they're looking at what they kind of can do better because apparently it took some business away from other areas of the town but i thought it was a really good idea and yeah. um, so i went up at like not quite lunchtime but like a, we were on at nine thirty, i think and i was up there for like four o'clock watching the the acts that were on in the afternoon there was a country band, like a country covers went on, which is my worst nightmare, but the missus loves country music, so we went and watched that, and actually, they were really good. Like, they're really good musicians. I mean, I really didn't enjoy the music, but they were fantastic <laughs> musicians. Um, and then there was uh, a band called The Boneyard on, who do, like, it's, I'd say hard rock covers, but, like, some of the songs are not hard rock, and they've turned it into hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's some, some quite interesting stuff for them. They were really fun. And then kind of we we closed out the night. And, you know, it was just going like any normal gig does. I was, you know, really enjoying myself, like throwing myself about the stage because it's a bit of a space where I could, you know, use the wireless system and, you know, jump about. Had a really good gig. Everything went really well. Like, decent crowd. I put put down the Les Paul at the end of the night. And I turn around to go and pick up the case for the Les Paul. And round my ankle is the strap that's on the Les Paul. Oh. And it fell. And oh, it fell no. flat on its face. Oh. And it just went dunk. And I went, oh, fuck. And I turned and I looked at it. And initially, because it, it was like, it's, it's almost still together in one place. When you look at it straight down, you couldn't tell anything was broken. And I was like, oh, I've got away with that. And then as I, as I picked it up, the head starts started tilting forward and i was like no oh fuck and it has it's split on the headstock so it's not even like you know les paul normally it's like on the neck and it splits yes like, across the yeah across the joint kind of bit yeah so this is split from where it bends backwards but on the back of it to the front of the headstock which is an odd way for a les paul to split so it's like split down along the head so if i'm trying to like work just out the best at, way I'm, to describe it yeah like i'm just looking at my les paul now so to... if if you so you know where on a les paul you've got the screw the top screw for the, the truss rod cover, cover. Yeah. it's split from there from yeah. that point to the back uh, of the headstock yes, so yeah it's... if you rotate if you rotate your les paul around 90 well, degrees i'm just actually, so I'm actually gonna take off the visual effects so you <laughs> can actually see and you... indeed yeah there yeah, we go so, so yeah, it so from where so if you turn it sideways, just so that I can see. So yeah, from where that yes, um, yes this is an auditory podcast. <laughs> from yeah. where that that um is uh the the screw is, and it goes to the back of the headstock where the headstock uh, so starts. It, so it's split along yeah from uh, okay. uh, yeah so, it's so split, or, split it, um, down like that. Almost so like it follows the line of the yeah, so, the, so the, the neck. neck almost looks like it's just gone con- continued on straight, yeah. and the headstock is kind of like peeled off <laughs> and kind of tr- trying to be straight as well. And there's that bit of a gap, and I'm not sure but, if it's long enough for there to be enough surface to glue it. And that's going to be a right bastard, though, isn't it? You mate. 
yeah. you might have the world's first headless Gibson <laughs> Les Paul. Well, I, I mean, I spoke to the tech and he said he's seen, he's seen one that split that way before. And he said that one, there wasn't enough surface for him to be able to to make a, a joint that would keep the tension. Because yeah. obviously there's a lot of tension um, on that on that headstock. Um, and he was like, even if you showed me photos, I wouldn't be able to tell. I need to have a go at it and see if I can do one or two strings and then add a bit of tension and see what's happening. Yeah. Um, so he's going to give it a go. But unfortunately, he was closed over TT. He was going to open today, but didn't open today because he got COVID over TT. And I now need to wait like 10 more days to like even take it to him. So it's going to be like two... <laughs> Two three weeks until I uh, until I can even find out whether I can fix my guitar. Um, but it was my own stupid fault. I put a I put the guitar down on an A frame stand because it was what was there, rather than taking my. I'd normally take a um, Hercules, Hercules, where it clips on and you know sits down and like grips yeah. onto the headstock. And I didn't take that with me onto the stage. It was in the van, but it wasn't on the stage because there was a stand on the stage, and I just put the guitar in the stand. Um, so it's my own fault. I freely admit that. Yeah, but I, I mean, really, really regret it now. <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's one of the the bugbears of owning a Gibson guitar, isn't it? You know that at some point there's the possibility of that happening. Yeah, yeah, and like I've always known, and like yeah, it was just as as soon as it as soon as I felt my the thing around my wrist, my sorry, around my ankle before it even fallen, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. a mistake. And it to was admit, just... that's that's been a reason why I've like I've kind of gone off the deer of idea idea of gigging my Les Paul because I'm so conscious about that happening. Yeah, I mean, I I do get it, but at the same time, like, there's nothing that quite sounds like. I mean, okay, there's an SG, but other than an SG, there's nothing that quite sounds like a Les Paul. Yeah, I mean, and... the, the SG suffers the same same problem. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, but yeah, like. Just gives I, it in general. Yeah, and like I know, you know, PRS have guitars and there are other two humbucker guitars, but I I can always tell when something isn't a Gibson. And as much as I have ragged on some of the decisions that Gibsons have made over the last I mean, how long have we been doing this podcast now? Too fucking Six long, mate. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, and I rag on them every time, but it like they do make they, they just make that sound that's in my head. Yeah, I mean, um, we we rag on them not because we hate them. We do it because we care and we want them to do better, and yeah. because it's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, and and like and I know there's custom pickups in it, and you know, yeah, um, there's a custom wiring harness and all that. And if if this doesn't, if 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 it's not fixable, I will have to decide what to do. And at the moment, I haven't got a clue. Um, like a headless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll be made headless. I think it'll be um I'll be buying another guitar and maybe bastardizing and taking the the hardware and pickups and stuff out of this guitar and sticking it onto something else. But whether I try and find another 90 studio or whether I you know try and find something else the the problem is not not to be like a like you know uh, what you call it um a sticky <laughs> wicket. My Les Paul is currently for sale. <laughs> I know. My problem is, I don't think I could ever buy a Gibson Les Paul without an ebony board now, 
and they don't they haven't made them with ebony boards for 20 years or something like that at this point like you know it's an endangered wood and you know uh, you know bad for the environment and yeah well 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 happy fucking plays amazing yeah. and i just i i would i would miss the ebony board yeah um which is why i'd be looking for a 90s and at that point like i've looked at the price of 90s standards and i'd be looking for a 90s studio because i haven't got three and a half thousand pounds to spend um, I mean, 90 standards 90, weren't 90 all of that. 1400. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know 90 standards weren't, but like the 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 90 standards with a ebony board. That's what they're going for. They're going for like three two to three five. Um, yeah. Not that I've been like scouring reverb <laughs> and eBay <laughs> and like, not that the, that's the never Facebook safe search. <laughs> but like, yeah, so just I've, all I've of the misspellings there. of it as well. <laughs> Gibson and <laughs> Gibson, <isn't it>? yeah. <laughs> the the Epiphone, uh, the Epiphone Gibson hybrid thing. They, they did some weird thing in the nineties. I I can't remember what it's called now, but yeah. Uh, anyway, like I've yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen if it's Would fixable. You li- like look at a Greco or yeah, uh, like a Bernie or an Orville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, but I I I mean. I have no idea what's going to happen. If if this is yeah. fixable, then it's getting fixed, and I don't care how much it costs. Um, if it's not, then I will take some serious time because I'm going to have to drop some serious cash to get a guitar that plays as well as that did. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, for the following gigs over TT, I borrowed a 1984 Takai, nice. uh, a yeah. copy. Um, oh, so that's what that was. <laughs> Uh, they go for like two and a half, three grand, um, and it was an absolutely phenomenal guitar. It's owned by the bass player of the band that I was I was gigging in when I broke murder. Um, it was his fiftieth birthday present, and he saw that happen bass. and went, "That's <laughs> the guy bass? I want to be using my Tucker." The, the, the bass player doing the, guitar like the, that. <laughs> the the even funnier thing is, is his wife bought it for him for his fiftieth. And he told his wife the reason why he was taking the guitar out of the house. And her reaction was, and you're going to give him that? <laughs> Excellent. I would have the same response, I must Excellent. Think. But, like, I mean, like, bearing in mind, I mean, I reckon I've done close to a thousand gigs, and this is the first time I've dropped a guitar. I mean, it like, in terms of, like, ratio, that's pretty good. But, like, on the same week that you managed to oh, snap yeah, the no, headstock... I I'd, I'd probably be asking the same question I, myself. You you lending me that? I mean, I did, but then I also every time I put that guitar down, I put it back into its case and locked the case. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Look, <laughs> never are you more cautious than after a a full on accident. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're borrowing somebody else's. Guitar the only time I've had something like that happen to me was a couple of years ago, and I bought um, a Hagstrom Phantomman for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my, I mean, when it arrived, my parents were like, okay, it's going straight into the bedroom. You can't have it till Christmas Day, you know, that whole shindig. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, wicked. Fine, I'm happy with that because this is only like, I think it's like December the 19th or 20th or something like that. It came, so it went upstairs. And then I opened it Christmas Day and I was like, right, I, I finally get to play it. And then uh, took it out of the box and I was like, oh, it's beautiful. <gasps> neck break <laughs> and it was broke from like the oh. back of the volute all the way down the like sort of like the middle of the neck 
so of course it was just like yeah, yeah. Sen- Wait sen- all this time. S- sent a message to Guitar Guitar, that were, and they were like, "Oh, you know, sorry, obviously we're not open at the moment. What we'll do is we'll send somebody to come and pick it up, and they'll give you a, another one, yeah. um, sort of like a straight swap." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, fine." And it came, and I was like, right, just wait. Let me at least open this one first. <laughs> yeah, can I see that this one is is working before you take this broken one away? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had the weirdest neck ever. Did it? It was wide and flat, and I didn't like it. Yeah, PRS do like a wide, flat one, don't they? They do wide, flat, and wide, fat, I think. It was, wasn't for me. Well, oh, there you go. You've got to try these things, haven't you? I've, oh, I've, I've never, like, broken a um, a neck on a guitar, but I dropped my, my go-to telly, my LTD telly, on the jack uh, plate. Because it's one of those like metal square jack plates, and it ended up putting like a pretty sizable chunk out of the like a little gash in the in the in the body, which at the point the guitar had absolutely no marks on it. Like it had like a few like little kind of scuff marks because I'd been using it for so long, but it was the first like proper ding, yeah, proper ding. So I was like I was proper gutted about that. But then after that, it would. The uh, the jack socket like held onto the um the jack that you put in, and it <laughs> it just was never right. So I ended up replacing the um the jack socket, and then had the same problem with the next jack. <laughs> oh, motherfucker! So it weren't the jet like it weren't the jack socket at all. So I had to like go inside and rejig like where the wires was because it it had obviously like pushed the plate in a little bit, and yeah. because of that it meant that where there was like millimetres of space yeah. for the, like all of the cabling. Yeah, it was all just being pushed together. Uh, it's fine now, fingers crossed. But yeah, it was one of those moments. I dropped, like, I'd, I think like, my strap failed. Um, I can't remember what. Yeah, just wrong, clunk. On, yeah, it's because quite, it's quite a heavy guitar as well. It fell directly on the jack socket. Fuck. Oh. Nothing makes you feel stupid, does it? <laughs> yeah no like especially like yeah this just like i felt like such a twat like you've just played for two hours you know you're you're on an absolute high you're riding high because everyone's cheering because it was your last song and it was the last song of the night and they were all pissed yeah and you go from that to going oh, i'm a twat yeah <laughs> job well done guys and then it's like <laughs> i am the biggest dickhead in this room <laughs> fuck yeah no, so yeah, that was pretty miserable. And then, like for the rest of TT, I borrowed this three three five Tokai co- coffee. I don't know what they call their three three five. It's a, it, five five. I don't know. It, it's, it's 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 definitely a combination of numbers and letters that's not ES three five five, but I uh, say three three five, but it's broadly similar, I think. Yeah, yeah, because like the the Les Pauls, the Love Rock, isn't it, or something like that, and I like, got the got. The the Telecasters lot like the breezy sound, and then you've got the the Stratocasters something or like the surf sound or something like that. Yeah, we've got some real like all names. Yeah, it's the UES seventy three. I mean, sure it is. And and eighty three. I, I don't know which one it is, but yeah, they've got a few of them. They all seem to be UES. Um. So yeah, but um. Yeah, this is an an 80s one that I borrowed and I kind of used for the rest of TT. 
it did mean that I had a couple of feedback issues a couple of times because obviously I'd set up for a, ho- a solid body and it's yeah. a hollow body. Um, and occasionally I would step on the heavier side of my drive and get a little bit of squealing, but I just played over it and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was, was it feedback issues or was it just awesome? Like... I mean, yeah, like it was definitely an issue. <laughs> like it, it was it was worse than normal. Like normally I can stand on it and like it is usable feedback, but no, this was this was a little bit too much and I did have to dial out a couple of times. But yeah, we did three more gigs, but like... Um, Two of them I gigged, finished at like quarter to one in the morning, packed up, drove home, and then went to work at nine in the morning. <laughs> so, like, oh. the work days got really long over tea. Like, I, the, the Monday, um, I worked from home. I messaged my boss at quarter to nine in the morning and went, uh, I've only just woken up. Can I work from home today? And he went, Yeah, okay. Normally <laughs> we pre approve this, but yeah, you could work from home today. <laughs> we understand. And then yeah, I went, went went into the office for the rest of the week, but like, and yeah, so it was just a, the pub gig on the Sunday night, which just was a fairly standard pub gig. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's actually some people I'd heard of in. So Jason Plato, the touring car driver, was in watching us. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Was really cool. Like yeah. um, the the bass player had actually just finished reading his autobiography and then looked up and Jason Plato was there. And we were both <laughs> like, oh my god, that's yeah. Jason Plato. <laughs> It's like I am suffering from sleep deprivation. Surely this is not happening. But yeah, no, he was in watching us, and there, yeah, um, I don't like that was a good, like I say, a good fun gig. There was a fair few people about, and you know, it took us a while to to pack down because people kept coming over and like you know saying saying very nice things about us, which drunk people tend to do. But yeah, Indeed, it yeah. was it was just yeah, we, really you, good man. fun. No, yeah. Oh, you yeah, know. yeah. You know the the old oh you know I've been going out and watching gigs for twenty years and you guys are the best band I've ever seen that kind of <laughs> yeah. that kind I'm, of stuff I, I've never heard that <laughs> and you just you just smile and nod like especially sure, on yeah. the Isle of Man like uh, yeah you, you you hear it all the time regardless of whether you were fucking awful or not um yeah um so, but that was that was really good and then um we did a gig in a campsite. For all the bikers that were over, um, which again started at half nine, we planned to finish at twelve. I think they finally let us not do another encore about <laughs> quarter one. Because <laughs> I mean, we were having fun; they were having fun. There's a lot of French people in. Um, I, I I assume that they just all had decided to pick the same campsite, but yeah. Um, which they was put white flags outside. <laughs> no, uh, they were so they were in a barn that had loads of flags up, which didn't have a French flag. Um, so they were like they were peppering the walls with like A4 printed French flags, <laughs> and then one of them clearly had brought a French flag for either one of the riders or something. And they finally had a full size French flag, and they spent a good twenty minutes trying to pin this French flag up, like in the corner of the barn. It was just weird, but it was like it was so fun. And as they were doing that, the keyboard player, who's like a class- classically trained pianist, was playing the French national anthem as they finally got the flag <laughs> off. It, it was one of the weirdest experiences of my life. It was just a load of French people singing their national anthem. The keyboard player in the band playing the French national anthem and me and the rest of the band just looking at them like, how do you know this? <laughs> What's so, going yeah. on here? I just do, I do what I do. <laughs> it's just yeah, it was just it was it was a good laugh. Um, they like the, like I say, they, all the bikers were up for having a good time. Yeah, really awesome. enjoyed that one. Like I say, we played on past what time we should have been playing on, but 
like it's TT, nobody cares. There's, I mean, we were on a farm. If we were in a barn in a farm. It's not like there's neighbours to piss off playing later than you're supposed to. So, yeah, it was just another good fun one. And then we ended the end of the night with Bushies, which is always my favourite gig. Um, Bushies, man. So, yeah, my first time doing it with this band. It's the first TT we've had since this band has, has been formed. Um, and it was just absolutely brilliant. There was a, a Thin Lizzy tribute act on before us, Bad Reputation. Nice. Um, so, yeah, um, I spent an hour and a half listening to Thin Lizzy covers and then had half an hour to set up for myself. And then we, we went on and just did our thing. And it was really good fun. We we kind of, because we only had an hour and a half slot, like for the rest of the time, we've got like 50, 55 songs and our singer just kind of calls out and we just go with whatever he says. <laughs> Whereas for that, we went, right, these are the songs that we know that are going to go down the best. So we'll um, we'll kind of go with that. So we wrote down a set list didn't look at who was on before us so whiskey in the jar which <laughs> they finished with was our first song so that got scrapped <laughs> we're like we're not opening with a song that they've just yeah yeah they with. they know it better than us <laughs> that that's their job yeah so we we kind of struck a line through that and we we, we rejig the set and we we do one where we normally do a kinks melody so we do you really got me into all day and all in a night um, yeah essentially the same song so that's yeah so we we were just gonna do you really got me but we decided to do them both and then put the undertones teenage kicks in afterwards which yes like, those two songs are about it's five crazy. minutes which is about how long whiskey in the jar is um so yeah we we kind of redig the set like that um and yeah there's there's some brilliant kind of um photos of the gig like both that one and the 1886 one that i did with the other band yeah. There's local photographers who aren't professionals, but who this is like their main hobby. And there's some absolutely fantastic photos. Um, and like, they're, they're just cool guys. So um, I think it's Vanon Photos that did that one. And the 1886 one was like DK Photography. Um, but like, if, if you all friends with me on Facebook. Um, I, see, like, I did see them. Yeah, you'll, few, you'll yeah. see loads of photos. But um, yeah, so Bushy's just... It was. It all kind of runs into a blur for me because I'm just so hyped because I it, like I just get so excited. Yeah. So this is kind of the first time in about ten years that I've felt nervous going on the bushy stage. Um, and I I, mis- I I assume it's just because I like I've never played bushies with these guys before. Yeah. Um, I don't know why because like I, I know the guys and like I'm I'm comfortable playing with them. But yeah, it was just I had an absolute whale of a time. Everything kind of rolled into one, and like I knew that we were going to end with Freebird, which I know is a cliche for fucking cover bands, but... Why the fuck um, not, though? <laughs> like, like, well, the, the thing is, like, for... When I used to go out watching bands when I was, like, 16 to 22, every band did Freebird. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to the, the, the sound engineer, um, or not the sound engineer, the, the monitor engineer, because they have a monitor engineer and, and a sound engineer, which is fucking incredible on the Isle of Man. You know, you don't even get sound engineers anywhere. But yeah, so I was talking to the monitor engineer. He's like, oh, I've not I've heard Freebird. And this is like Wednesday of race week. There's like two more nights of TT. And I'm like, well, fucking excellent. Strap that the means fuck in, my man. People, people will not be waiting for it. They'll not be expecting it. And yeah, we just kind of went into it. Um, and I, like, I, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm, I'm going past the monitors. So, like, there's monitor set up. It had been raining earlier yeah. on in the day, so everything had been pulled away from the front of the stage, which yeah. just kind of made it perfect that the rest of the band was kind of, like, you know, like a good two or three metres away from the front of the stage, but it, the rain had stopped. So I stepped over the monitors right to the front of the stage, 
the photographer's there, like just like literally right. I'm I'm like two foot away from him. Like this, the people have been coming forward as Freebird was going on, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna show off like a twat. And I've watched, <laughs> I've watched the foot. Like bearing in mind that I've spoken to sixty or seventy people who were there who all said it was really good and really enjoyed it. And I've watched the footage back, and I'm embarrassed by it. I I really think I didn't do a very good job. I couldn't quite hear myself because obviously I'm no no longer yeah, one of my monitors. You wrote the monitors yeah. um, so there was some bending that was out of tune. And to be fair, other than that, it was it was. Yeah. It was like as good as I can do, but like I've I've certainly seen other lead guitarists play it ten times better than me. But like in that moment, I was the, the I was the king yeah, of the world. That's it. There were people like like waving like we're not worthy, kind of waving their hands that was like yeah, yeah, like fake bowing and stuff, and just like I I had an absolute whale of a time for the four minutes that I was there, just fret wanking, yeah, fret wanking, yeah, and just yeah, just I was absolutely in my element just absolutely loving it and i just I, literally all i did was kick the raise the dead on and just go and see yeah like I, I i had such a good time and like i say afterwards i've seen some footage of the solo and it, it was fine it wasn't perfect and you know i definitely do things differently now but you know in the moment i really enjoyed it and like it was the perfect way to end my uh end my tt only we finished it and then they went oh you can have one more song that was really good so we then <laughs> we didn't end with that in the end, but we did end with Red House. So like I I got to do a bit more like yeah yeah basically again yeah yeah basically but instead of like there's some singing over the top of me going dilly, 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 dilly. but yeah no I I I had a whale of a time the rest of the band had a whale of a time it was re- a really good experience and it's kind of like the best way to end my on stage part of TT and then yeah. I ended my actual TT with a double gig of two bands that I'd really wanted to see, so I'd missed. There's a local band called Pigs on the Wing who do Pink Floyd. Say the dot. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, who do Pink Pink Floyd covers? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they do a gig inside the Villa Marina, um, which is like our the the venue that we have. That's like I don't know, fifteen hundred capacity, and it's where like big bands from the UK. Well, I'd say big bands like fucking bands that were famous 20 years ago that will come to the Isle of Man. <laughs> um, that's where they play. Like, yeah, think, I mean, things like that. Things like fucking, um, like, I mean, who have I seen in there? I've seen the Kaiser Chiefs 10 years after they were famous. <laughs> um, I, 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 I went to the Lightning Seeds a couple oh, of years ago. They're, they're, they're on again. They were either on tonight or they were on last night. Um, but yeah, like basically, that's the kind of size act that we can attract over here. And like, mm. to be, I saw Status Quo in there, and I've seen the Stranglers in there. But again, you know, it's it's bands that are well past their best that will come and tour a like fifteen hundred capacity venue, that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, Pigs on the Wing do it, and they kind of sell it out. And there's an ACDC tribute act called DCAC, um, <laughs> who are over here, who again are local musicians, and they kind of put stuff put gigs on in TT. Unfortunately, both of those gigs clashed with other gigs that I had, so I couldn't go and see them this year. But Pigs on the Wing was supporting the Darkness. Um, yes. So I, I, had, I had the Darkness tickets, and then I heard that Pigs on the Wing were on at seven, so we were in there from, like, quarter to seven. Um, and just, like, I, I love Pink Floyd, and they, they, it wasn't quite the same because they only did 90 minutes, which meant they didn't do... Like, usually they do two full albums, and they'll pick two albums, and then they'll do, like... The, the hits off, off the other records either in between them or like at, at, yeah. at either end but obviously with 90 minutes they didn't have time for that they did some of my favourite songs but not all of them um, but I, I just loved every minute of just watching local musicians who are you know 
none of them are none of them are really professional. I think actually the drummer, because he teaches guitar, uh, sorry, he he teaches drums and is in every band under the sun, might be <laughs> professional, <laughs> but I'm pretty <laughs> sure the rest of them have like a normal day job. Yeah, um, and it's just to see to see these guys, and they're like properly good. Like they would they would. I mean, like I say, over here they sell out a fifteen thousand, uh, sorry, fifteen hundred capacity place to locals for gigs, um, because they're that good of, of a tribute act. Like they they could go and tour the UK if they wanted to, and they'd do well at it. Um, and they were really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then they were followed up by the darkness, and that was just. I mean, like I know you boys have both been this year, I think. Yeah, end of last year, yeah. But yeah, like was it just. I might have been actually, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Like I, I, I really enjoyed Permission to Land in two thousand and three when it was released, and I probably yeah. haven't listened to it since about two thousand and five. Like I've listened to Don't Let the Bells End Every Christmas. <laughs> I've listened to I Believe in a Thing Called Love, and what was there? What was their other hit off that first album? Their other Growing on Me. Yeah, that was it. That's what they opened with, and yeah, um, like, but from from second one when they opened with growing on me just justin hawkins is just an absolute fruitcake and i love it and it's just (laughs) just absolutely crazy bouncing off the fucking bouncing off the walls bouncing off his bandmates jumping all over the place just really really enjoying himself like throwing himself about shredding like just everything about like he was he was he started off in a pink jumpsuit and finished off um it was. I mean, it was a a white jumpsuit, but he took his top off, obviously, because you know, you you you're showing off, and yeah, just like he, he his stage presence is incredible. The the rest of the band really look like they're enjoying themselves. Got yeah. a bit of stage presence about them as well. Um, yeah, just they were absolutely incredible. About five songs in, there was a guy with a three sixty camera on a stick, just pointing up in the air, and he'd, it'd been on for the whole time. And Justin Hawkins just went, "What's that? What's that? Bring it to me. I want to operate this device." Um, and so the, the the camera gets passed forward, and like he, he just he waves it around. And the first thing he does is show it, show it, like point it at his ass, and then bring it back up to his face and smile. And then he just goes, pulls the front of his trousers out, and just plonks straight down the front of his trousers <laughs> into his pockets. And he does a song with the tr- with the with the fucking camera <laughs> pointing out. He's got like this stick coming up, keeps like hitting into the guitar. He ended up snapping some strings off the guitar with the fucking the selfie stick part <laughs> of this camera. Thing. <laughs> it's just yeah, absolutely, absolutely fucking hilarious. You could probably find it on YouTube somewhere. I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be on. It, I, I've checked and it's not there. There's a couple a couple of clips on YouTube. There's um. The local guy called Foxy, who's got some learning difficulties, um, who managed to get on stage with them. Um, unfortunately, he then told Justin Hawkins that he could play the intro to "I Believe in a Thing Called Love." Justin and Hawkins it... gave him a guitar, and he couldn't play the intro to "I Believe in a Thing Called Love," oh. which was a little bit awkward. But at the same time, he knew enough chords that he could. So I, yeah. I think basically he's learned it in the wrong key because he was starting on G instead of F sharp. Yeah. And all they did was the rest of the band just started copying the chords that he was playing. And Aww. Justin Hawkins kind of like rapped over the top and was singing a song about Foxy, which I think is, is really cool. Like they, they just kind of vamped and they were making sure that he didn't get booed off stage, which I think is uh, I think is a really, really nice touch. But, um, yeah, it's a bas- class act, that, isn't it? 
like he'd been there at the front playing air guitar for the entire gig, which he does to loads of like local bands as well. Like he he's well known in the the music scene over here. Um, and uh, Justin Hawkins then took the guitar off him and he said, "And now, King Dancer is Foxy. He's gonna stay on stage." And they he, he basically stayed on stage for I believe in a thing called long, and they all just kind of like were rocking out with him. And it was just yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. It was just a, it, they were absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, just uh, like if you get a chance to go and see the darkness, if you, and you want a little bit of fun in your evening, like it's yeah, ten out of ten, like just phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's exactly the reason why I watch them every time they come around. Because, well, Justin is much older than he should be doing all of that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he's, he must be in his 50s now, is he? No, not quite there, but he's definitely, definitely well into his knocking 40s. On, knocking on the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I say, like, he looked. Like um, so they they did some videos or like like cameo style videos of like promoting the, the the festival, and I thought he looked really old in those. I was like, fucking hell, is that what he looks like? Like I saw his brother when his brother came on stage. I was like, oh, it looks like Justin Hawkins fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his brother's always looked young, though, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah, like like I say, as 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 soon as he got going, it, that was it. He was bouncing around the entire night. At one point, like. There was a walkway between the VIP area and the the peasants area where we were, um, and he just got onto the shoulders of what he, he dragged one of the like bouncers over. And he's like, "You, you, you! I'm getting on your shoulders." Gets on the shoulders of this guy with a guitar and is shredding whilst the whilst the guy walks him down the yeah. like the, the separator <laughs> bit. <laughs> it's just yeah, just absolutely brilliant. Just just great fun. Just every everything you want from a from a rock and roll gig. Just yeah cracking and like i say the tones that they were getting there were martial cabs on stage there were no heads on stage i don't know i assume they would be off to the side but yeah i'm assuming he's using in the uh the laney jh 1000 or whatever it's called now yeah quite possibly but certainly um cabs on stage were definitely marshals yeah it's like hot rodded um hot rodded martial tones all all day isn't it yeah and just yeah great great sounding guitars like are they uh, Les Paul Customs? The white. Think so. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he white uses the Les Paul Customs, and uh, Dan uses the the standards usually. But he's got a the mini humbuckers, I know. Mm, he's it, in one of them, maybe his usual ones. He's uh, are just kind of standard. I think he uses the four ninety Ts and four ninety Bs in his because they're a bit a bit brasher. Yeah, um, yeah, he was definitely using the standard. I, I, I did notice definitely mini humbuckers in some of the songs and not mini humbuckers in others. But um, I've no idea what they were like. They were ju- they just looked like Les Paul standards. But yeah, his, his white um, Les Paul customs oh, it's, just it's so nice, sexy as fuck. <laughs> Absolutely, right. And the, and the Thunderbird bass as well. Just oh yeah, yeah Frankie uh, Polain is just. Fucking, he's yeah. just the coolest fucking bass player <laughs> out there, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. just zero shits given. Yeah, well, yeah. So that was the end of my TT. So I'm now going to shut up because that's what I've done for the last however many days it was. Indeed, two weeks or something. <laughs> and there, there was me worrying that we were going to fill a podcast. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely made up for you because it's been so long, like so many 
like years where it just hasn't happened and it's just yeah, it's been three years and like yeah the entire island's been waiting for it and it sorely needed it like the the guys at the campsite that we were playing said if they'd be, if they'd have cancelled this year then they'd have they'd have had to close the campsite yeah they'd they just have to fold like yeah it's just it's losing a lot of money i guess yeah at the end of the day. yeah and like uh, locally they were helping the hotels but not campsites and things like that and just you know you know just yeah it's because technically they're a farm campsite because yeah. they've got a few animals and they were like yeah so you've got animals so you've got a source of income so you're that's, not getting that's help breakfast whereas... sorted yeah yeah, it yeah. Is. you wake so. up and you realize that there's one of the pigs missing <laughs> well, well, we had to get get produce somehow boys right josh josh you've been up to a fair bit this week haven't you? i mean i say that you've you've been doing a lot of waiting this week is what you've been doing but let's I let's have. kind of wind back and find out like what happened where where did you go and what 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 were you doing there well before this i actually went when Matt was, might as well allude to it, but when Matt was kind of kicking, watching the Champions League final, sort of, not sort of, uh, I was watching My Chemical Romance oh, down cool. in Cardiff. Nice. And I have to say, some of their fucking guitar tones were class. Nice. They were so good. But there was one band that really struck me, and there were, um, I ended up Googling them because I was, I was like, oh, you know, quite interested by them. And like the guitarist is like 26. And he, his, like, studio room is full of, like, 1960s, like, tellies and strats. And I was just like, 26? <laughs> um, but, he like, he pulled out this, like, custom semi-hollow Gretsch that he's got and only had three strings on it. And it, it was the most badass-sounding guitar I've ever heard in my life. Nice. It it was just filthy. I just looked at Laura and I pulled, and she's like, "What are you doing? Have you farted?" And I was like, "No, it's the tone face." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." And um, so yes, um, I spent far too long in Berlin than had previously anticipated. Uh, we were there to see uh, Ramstein. They were playing at the Olympic Stadium, and that show was. I mean, I've seen them countless times, but that was one of the most breathtaking performances I I I had seen from them. Yeah, them on home soil. Yeah, it was like to be fair, when you see them in the UK, the crowds have always been very lackluster. They'll sing to Do Hast because that's the only song people ever know of because it's always on Kerrang or what yep. you know, generic metal radio or playlists or whatever. That's and occasionally, you know, you'll get a couple of thousand of the people in the crowd going, do, last. But then, like, there was, I think there was 100,000 in the stadium. Yeah. And every single person had was belting it out at the top of their lungs. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Um, but it's been, it was kind of like a bucket list thing for me since I first got into them like 17 years ago and I said one day I will go and see them in Germany and um they come out like this like the they start by it's like some like operatic like you know trumpets and drums or whatever I uh, can't remember the, the title of what it is uh and then the drummer comes out and he's just got this huge fuck off like floor tom like mounted like 90 <laughs> degrees and he hits it and then the whole stage just explodes and it's like getting punched in the chest yeah 
Um, and then like each of the band members kind of come out one by one. And my mate, Mark, he brought his partner, Natalie, and it was like her first proper big gig that she's been to. <laughs> like she said, like... I mean, that's um, one way to fucking kick it off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, she's six months pregnant as well. So it's like, <laughs> if, if the baby wasn't kicking, it was definitely kicking after that. And uh, she went, oh, my fucking God, look at your arm. And, like, I had goosebumps and all of my arm hair was just, like, standing up. Yeah. And it, it was it was a really euphoric experience. And um, when we, after the gig, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit, I got a little bit emotional and welled up. I, no homo. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And um, we we were walking out the arena, and I just never like even when before when we was at the, I'd never seen like so many fans in one place at the same time. Like, imagine if you go and see Queen in London, you'd expect to see one or two people with like a Queen shirt, or you know, or yeah, you know, something along them lines. We went out from eight o'clock in the morning and we didn't go and pat till about one o'clock, like the next day in the morning sort of thing after the gig. And you couldn't walk 500 yards without seeing somebody in a Rammstein shirt. And they all just gave you that look of you going to the show. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. Like everywhere you looked, it was it's crazy. The old metal, metal man nod. And there was, there was kids, like, you know, 10 year olds that were, in there and then like there was somebody that was behind us and he was like in his 80s and he was there with a Ramstein shirt and like uh you know with a Ramstein beer as well and was just like uh, the the vast um diversity was completely different to what it's like here yeah it it, it was actually quite nice because they you just seen all sorts and then all the carnage happened. <laughs> so you were due to come back on the Sunday. So, so I was due. <laughs> I admit this. I admit this first fuck up was my fault. I admit the first <laughs> fuck up was my fault because we were out Sunday night, and we were. <laughs> I thought we were flying out Monday night until I was looking on flight scanner because I knew that the, the weather was going to be bad. There were storms over in. Berlin and um I was looking I was like flight's not there the flight's not there and so I pulled up we were all sat in a bit in a bar at this point it was me my partner Laura Mark and her his partner Natalie his dad and his um mistress shall we say (laughs) (laughs) none of them listen to this podcast so I can say that um and Mark was like, "Well, check check your EasyJet app." So I had a look, and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> not flying till Tuesday." <laughs> I didn't book. A, I didn't book. A, I didn't have a hotel room night for Monday night. Shit. Yeah. So of course <laughs> that was me going, "Oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck." So then, like, at, this is the problem when you don't package book a trip and you just do it all willy-nilly. Yeah. So then, of course, I was looking for anywhere that I could get us in, and I, and I saw, like, A.O. Hapbenhof, which is, like, near one of the main stations in Berlin. So I was like, 
40 quid a night, that'll do. I was like, it's going to be one night. It's going to be a shit shower, sleep sort of place. Yeah. And it was a fucking youth hostel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so we got there in the morning to check. Like, we checked out a one hostel, which, like, the hotel I originally booked could not have been better because it was literally, you got out of the main train station off, like, the, the, the overground sort of thing. You walk down the bridge and the hotel was right there. Literally, there was three restaurants, four restaurants, and the hotel was right there in front of you, like 50 yards. And it's just like, it couldn't have been any better. And I've gone from that to a fucking youth hostel. <laughs> so, of course, we, we'd gone to, like, we couldn't check into a freedom. So, like, can we leave our bags here? And we'd done that when we arrived the Friday morning. We took them straight to the hotel. They put tags on them, so, and then they give you the number. So, of course, then when you go back, you give yeah, the number, yeah. you get your back. They just opened the door, and it was literally just shelf, 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 shelf. And, and <laughs> just, like, rent. help just help yourself, like, stick it where you can. And I was just like... Really? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, are, are you being serious? That's um, youth hostel for you. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? Actually, the room was actually really nice. The bed was really comfortable. The bathroom was nice, so I I couldn't really complain. Tuesday. So me and Lauren checked out. When we took our bags with us because we're like, "Fuck, we're not leaving them there." So we'll take our bags with us. Yeah. The day. So we were doing our like Ramstein sightseeing of Berlin going to all like the movie shoot places and photo shoot places and all that sort of stuff. When we went to the first one, we ran, in, we ran into um, a woman from Mexico. She had come all the way from Mexico to the gig and was doing the same sort of thing. And somebody from the Netherlands was there. Um, and then we went to like another bit. and said, like, okay, we'll go and get some lunch down in Tiergarten, which is like, it's like the up and coming, like, you know, City of London kind of style place, and they've got Berlin Zoo there and whatnot. So we had we stopped off and had some lunch. Uh, went to the next place, which was kind of on the way to the airport. Another message come from the airport saying we are experiencing delays through security, so please arrive with more than three hours before your allotted time. So it's just like, okay, I can understand that for going through security. It's fine. So. We eventually got to the airport about four, four, half four. Our flight wasn't till 10. And it still, it took a bit of time to get through security, but it wasn't bad. Literally, as as we get through security, phone pings, there has been a delay to your flight. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. This was step one. Step one of... (laughs) so then it comes to um it come up to about quarter to ten and the gate was going to close because then you went through like duty free and all that but then there was the initial part where it was eu flights uh, you know spain or like internal germany and then anything international so of course because we're not in the eu anymore we had to go then through another security like checkpoint. And then obviously once you go through there, you can't come back. And it's like the gate was going to close. It's like, we've got to go through. We've got to. Yeah. Um, 
we went through uh, when we seen our gate and it was, and it now was delayed to ten to twelve midnight and the airport curfew was midnight. No taking off or landing after midnight. <laughs> and so I put, pulled up flight scanner to see like where at the plane was. Fucking Belfast. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fifteen minute hop over there. <laughs> Belfast. Yeah, fifteen minutes. I had a look and so the plane had to go from Bulgaria to Manchester, Manchester to Belfast, Belfast to Manchester, and then Manchester to Berlin. And I was just like Fuck. <laughs> And then literally about 10 minutes later, it was cancelled. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay, great. So then he come through on my phone and so like, the, you know, the next available flight is Thursday. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so I booked us onto the one Thursday. And it said, um, once you have booked your flight, you will be re-diverted to pick a hotel. I so, like, okay, so at least they're putting us up for the two nights. Did they fuck? <laughs> no. Like, as soon as you booked the flight, that was it. The app would just closed itself. Yeah. And, uh, and then there was no food or drink vouchers or anything like that. There was no way to go through for compensation or, you know, anything like Because if your flight's cancelled, you're entitled to £220, I think, of compensation as a flat-out cancellation or more than three hour delay uh so so laura was looking for a hotel while i was trying to sort all this embargo out and she was like oh i've booked i booked a hotel it's not too far from the train station and i was like okay fine happy with that um so of course we got up and like you need to go to the easyjet counter um and they'll sort you out so we had to get like you know taken through the back way so we could get back to like arrivals and that go to the easy jet counter closed yeah. <laughs> of course it was no reps nothing there was yeah. no one at customer service and yeah because like, the flights have stopped by that point yeah <laughs> what did they need to be there <laughs> and um i was also getting inundated with phone calls at the time and i was getting too stressed to answer these fucking phone calls and the more erratic like these phone calls were becoming and I was like what the fuck and so I, I picked up and it was my mate Mark the one that we was with and he's like dude are you okay and I was like yeah it's only been a flight cancellation he was like oh thank god you're alive and I was like <laughs> a bit dramatic but okay <laughs> and I was like what are you on about and he went you know you posted a picture outside a cafe in Tiergarten I was like yeah they said there's just been a terrorist attack there fuck Right outside the cafe where we had lunch. Shit, man. And he only found out because, like, John Barrowman had posted about it because he was he was around it when it happened. Oh, shit, and, man. And um, there was 30 people run over. 14 of them were school kids, and one of them was a teacher that was killed. Fuck, man. And it was literally at the cafe where we had our lunch, and someone had drove into, like, the seating area took everybody out and i was just like yeah we're fine we're still stuck at the airport so we got back into we just managed to get the last train back into the center of berlin and i was like okay you've booked the hostel again 
<laughs> well, at least it's familiar by this point. Oh, yeah. Hello there, and, Mr. Uh, Josh. Oh, well, and, welcome back again. Yeah. And then um, EasyJet denied our compensation claim because apparently they didn't cancel the air, the flight, the airport did, uh, because of curfew restrictions. And I'll, like, I sent, let's be honest, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> that is the British way. To, to the um, to the customer complaint service, uh, and I've also sent a letter to the Civil Aviation Authority, and I said I don't care if they're denying compensation. That plane was in Belfast. There was no fucking way that was making it to Berlin on time. He still had to fly to Manchester, unload, yeah. load back up, and fly to Berlin, which is a two-hour flight. I yeah. was getting that three-hour delay, whether I wanted to or not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, so yeah, fully. I'm I'm sorry to the airline that fucked me over. Fuck you. <laughs> Tell them how it is, Josh. Tell them how it yeah. is. Yeah, I am not flying with you again. I would rather fly with Ryanair. Oh, that I mean that's <laughs> that is saying something. That is saying something. I didn't even get refunded for the forty-five quid I paid for the seats. <laughs> Fair play. And then right. when we actually finally got on the plane, there was some fucking Polish twat next to me who the entire time had his phone out on Instagram, not on flight mode while we're 35,000 feet in the air. And then goes to sleep and pulls the window down. And I'm like, oh, great. That was the one bit of thing I could just see. Like, I was like <laughs> The one bit of joy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck you. Right, pass your phone here, mate. If you're falling asleep, at least I'm having some fun. Yeah. Right, so we um, I mean we're we're at the hour already, but I, I feel I feel we should, we are remiss if we don't mention the FX Expo, uh, mainly because I've written this fucking segment for it, and we're gonna do it, damn it. <laughs> uh, so uh, both me and Josh should be going to the FX Expo on uh, on Sunday of this week. Woo. Indeed, woohoo! Indeed, and doing both our due diligence. I bet neither of us have looked at the um, exhibition list. Um, I, I know that I have, but only just. Um, <laughs> and for this for this little quiz, so we're going to play a little quiz here, which is Effects Bow, um, real. So it's going to be we've got to do like a real um, pedal company that is at the Effects Bow, a real pedal company. But who's not exhibiting? And then my mind's eye FX Expo <laughs> um, brand, brand, yeah, <laughs> the budget pedal brand, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go through the rounds here. Play along at home, see if you can beat both Matt and Josh. Right, are so you're gonna tell us which ones are real now, or, or are we gonna have to we, wait till we, next week? No, no, we'll, we do. We'll find out at the end. We do it, no. yeah, one round at a time. Right, so. First things first, we have got Sound Lad Liverpool. We have got Dinosaur Armour Devices, and we have got Holy Island Audio. So Sound Sound Lad Liverpool, Dinosaur Armour Devices, and Holy Island Audio. 
So what we I'm going to say, I'm going to say the 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 one that isn't real. Yeah. Is the Sound Labs Liverpool? Okay. And then what? What? How about the other two? Which one's exhibiting a Fexpo? I'm going to say the Holy Island. Okay, so you're going Holy Island for a um, exhibitor. You're going dinosaur or armor devices that are real but don't exhibit, and then Sound Lad are not real. Mm-hmm. Matt, what are you say? I'm going Sound Lad are real and exhibiting. Yep. And dinosaur is from your mind's eye. So leaves the other one. As yeah, Holy Island has been Island real, but not exhibitors. Okay, so between you, you got the three. <laughs> kind of right. So Matt was bang on with dinosaur armor. That was from my mind's eye. I saw a child's toy as I was writing this that had a dinosaur in armor. That sounds like a great company name. Oh fuck me! Wait until you get to the end of this list. Some of these you will ask why they don't exist. Um, Sound lads, sound lads <laughs> exist, but are not um, not exhibiting. Yeah, not exhibiting. They do the scran pedal. I think you, I, I've seen it kicking about um, on Instagram. It's like a gnarly distortion. And Holy Island are exhibiting at the Effects Bow. Right, are we ready for the next one? We are. So we've got pink bat machines. We've got. Indifferent, uh, indifferent engine, and hello sailor effects. <laughs> hello sailor effects are oh, real, real but not exhibiting. Okay, I would agree with that. Um, what was it? Pink Batman. In pink, pink bat machines. Pink bat machines is from your mind's eye. Okay, and the other one is real. Different engine. So I'll say pink bat machines. Are real but not exhibiting, and the other one is the one that's from the mines. I oh, the indifferent engine. So you think Hello Sailor are exhibiting? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Matt, you got it bang on, pretty much. Yeah, the, I mean, I I know that um, Joe at Hello Sailor is currently working his other job, yeah, and therefore couldn't <laughs> be exhibiting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, me following him on Instagram, let me know that he that, couldn't that possibly page, yeah. exhibit. <laughs> And yeah, I saw a pink bat as well. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. After this, it start stops becoming my mind's eye. <laughs> There's a couple that are from my missus' mind's eye. So, oh, that's not fair. I don't know your missus. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Right. So uh, next, next lot, next lot. Um, sorry, we have got Ranger effects. We have got yep. cross devices, and we have got. S- Samsara sound? Samsara sound. Okay, so Ranger Effects effects are there and demonstrating them are real. Okay. Cross devices and Samsara Samsara sound. What are we saying? Cross devices are real but not exhibiting and Samsara are your mind's eye. Okay, I, w- I would agree with the first one, but I'd swap the other two around. So I think Samsara are real but not exhibiting, and I think Cross Devices is your mind's eye. Okay, so Josh gets the point on this one because uh, Ranger Effects clearly are correct. Uh, they are the maker of the cum dumpster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it's actually called, but like, come on, we all know it. We all know it. Yeah. yeah. 
the fluid pedal. The, That's the, uh, the, the yeah. yeah. It's like the mini bar or something, isn't it? But it's no it's, it's clearly the fucking cum dumpster. Yeah. Um, like so many warranties were voided with that one. <laughs> so so many. Um, because dudes are gross, and they go, <laughs> "It sounds like my jizz." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Cross devices are a Brazilian company who are clearly not um, exhibiting, and Samsara sounds. Samsara apparently means like rebirth in something. I don't know. Sumatran, I think. Well, there you go. There you go. Means. You learn something new every day, right? So next one, uh, ritual devices, Reeves Electro. And electric lemon audio. Ritual of real. It might be electrical lemo, lemon. Uh, either or, electric, electric or electrical lemon. One of the two. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm going to say ritual devices are real. Yes. And I'm going to say not demonstrating. Electrical limo is uh, elec- electric. I think it's electric lemon. My handwriting is terrible. Yeah, that, <laughs> that that's definitely got to be your mind's eye. Okay. I mean, it's um, pretty shitty that I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> what was yeah, the third that one? Really help. Uh, Reeves Electro. That sounds like a brand that would be there. I'm gonna say electrical lemon is exhibiting and real. Okay. I'm going to say the first one is real, but not exhibiting. And I can't remember what the other one was called. Reeves Electro. Yeah, Reeves Electro is from your mind's eye. Or your so mother's mind's eye. I I was almost certain that you would both uh, point out the fact that Reeves Electro are absolutely fucking massive. And both of you have just gone <laughs> like completely, no, that's can't be real. Uh, Reeves Electro are the ones, like the, the first company that started doing the like the point to point pedals where they used like no tag board or no PCBs and they just solder the um oh the components together. The components together, yeah. I didn't uh, know that. And have featured on that pedal show more than once. <laughs> like he actually did a, an entire episode with that pedal show. <laughs> so I, like pretty fucking massive I'll be honest I've not heard of them either so. I mean that that makes me happy the fact that <laughs> you've shocked us both yeah, so... you made us both look like retards on the internet <laughs> no it's just something that I thought would be absolutely like it's just like if I put one plus pedals in there you go <laughs> doesn't quite sound real <laughs> There goes any chance of Reeves Audio sending us any pedals. Oh, like, like Reeves gets uh, like people like Chris Buck to to do his pedals. He's clearly not going to ask fucking Brummy Blues Dad. Is he? Kind of guy. You know what this pedal needs? Some shit blues licks repeated it over and over again. Um, but yeah, okay. Right, final one. I think you've been you've done pretty well so far, actually. Um, before we go into the final one, electrical, uh, sorry, electric lemon should be a should be a brand, shouldn't it? Really, come Absolutely on, Absolutely should be. A brand. Someone needs to make that happen. Uh, right, final one. I heard they got really sour tone. We, <laughs> I mean, shit, dad jokes. We're all about that. Right, so we've got. Okay, this one's a bit of a um, bit of a mouthful. Nordic origins pedal experiments. Green carrot pedals or Leyland pedals? 
Leyland are real and not demonstrating. Nordic, whatever it is. Yeah, we'll go with Nordic origins. Yeah, Nordic origins. They are real and they will be there. And carrot top pedals, whatever. Green carrot. (laughs) I mean, it might as well be carrot top. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Now, I did have a. When you mentioned this about a month ago and asked if people were going, I vaguely remember reading something about a carrot as one of the exhibitors for this event. So I think. What are they called? Green carrot? Yeah, green carrot petals. I think green carrot are real and exhibiting. Okay. And then what were the other two called? So we had Leyland Pedals or Nordic Origins Pedal Experiments. Nording, Nordic Origins is real and not exhibiting, and Leyland is a car manufacturer from the 60s. I mean, they are, but they, they are also a pedal manufacturer who, who are <laughs> exhibiting are. at the... Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I right, so... I read something about a carrot. Right, yeah, Green Carrot Pedals are a pedal company. Um if you just read out the the initials of this Nordic Origins Pedals Experiments. Nope. <laughs> you Because I thought I thought they do like them fuss pedals with like Mjolnir little little I mean, or something it's, like that. It's like pretentious enough to be a pedal company, isn't it? It is actually. So <laughs> once again, Nordic Origins, come on. Come on, make this happen. You have to call it a pedal experiment, otherwise it just doesn't work. But you, I suppose you could be Nordic Origins, couldn't you? And it'd just be no. This is where there actually probably is a brand called Nordic Origins and you've just fucked us over completely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, like any of these could be pe- like pedal companies and I haven't done the research. So, like, hands up. Fully hands up for it. Um, just before we wrap up the podcast, because we are, like an hour and a chunk at the moment we'll talk about the hot take that happened this week but we're not going to do the one that we were going to do we're going to save that we're going to save it so just a little bit of housekeeping we had last week the hot take for the tc uh peddling closures basically lee saying that they were the best thing since lost bread and the the public agree 82 percent are saying yeah, pretty sure. I, pretty I sure it's the best. Admit for a mini pedal, it was surprisingly small, but it was big enough to be able, like to easily use. And I think it's better to have one like that. Because I'm saying this because I wasn't here last week because I was too busy being stuck <laughs> in Berlin. <laughs> it weren't um, our fault. Don't take it out on me. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, because I know like. Uh, what they called now uh tone city do like the really sort of yeah, thin yeah. ones yeah the size ones yeah and i feel like they are just you can't get enough on them because like the, the knobs that they put on there are like tiny yeah. tiny yeah. And things. it's not even just that though like if you put them on a pedal board and stand on it it falls on its side yeah there's, i think not enough grip on the bottom of them whereas these tc ones are just a little bit fatter but instead of oh, having the, instead of having the jacks on the side, they're on top, which means actually on the pedal board they're about the same width when you yeah. take the jacks into consideration. But it's got enough of a surface area that you can stand on it, and it doesn't look like it's going to rock. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They, and and if 
if TCs start making the line of these and if these now become the the new 1590A size, yeah. you'll be able to stack them right up against each other and get really, really compact mini boards. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say is, like, I'm stacking the next size up or whatever the, the like, um, the size that TateFX use. And, um, yeah, the... 12, 1250BB, is it, I think? Yeah, and the only thing I will say is they're fine as long as they've only got one foot switch, but my Messiah drive has got two foot switches um, because it's the uh, I want yeah, the, the channels dual. usable, um, which is fantastic because it sounds great, but if you pack pedals either side of it, you will be putting on multiple pedals at the same time or clicking multiple buttons because I have fat feet and yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the alternative then comes a, a switcher underneath, isn't it? Like a... Yeah, and like if if I was if if I was worried about it, then that's what I do. And generally, what I tend to do is just poke it with my toe and hope for the best. And sometimes it goes on, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> that's it. Start wearing pointier <laughs> shoes. Yeah, and what I Winkle absolutely kicks. can't do at the moment is gigging my docks, which is what I used to use. And at the moment, I, I'm I'm using Converse just because they're a lot slimmer than the Duck Martens. I had that instance when we was in the rehearsal studios before I went away, and I was, like, I was just like, I'm going to wear me, wear me docks today. And then I went to press one of my patches, and I pressed about four at the yeah. same time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was considering buying a set of docks, but no, I might not. If, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, if you've got your board set out properly, cracking. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you might we accidentally have, break a pedal, but... We have know. talked, haven't we, Matt? We've, we've spoken before. Like, <laughs> you know that's not the case. Yeah. And I also did find find that um, yeah, if, if you're not paying attention, you can accidentally turn your lead boost and an octave on at the same time if you put them next to each other, and that then get really like confused about your <laughs> get really <laughs> confused about your tone. You're like, oh, this is a lot more throaty than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm liking that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, octave. Okay, shit. Whoops. <laughs> you mentioned doing the free bird solo, but yeah, <laughs> <two subs. laughs> I see taking up all yeah. of the frequency spectrum. <laughs> yeah, Fuck you, keyboard. Than the Fuck band you. Anyway, and yeah. now I'm taking up all of their space as well. <laughs> yeah. I'll, have, I'll have the high tone plus because... one octave down and two octaves down. I'm just taking because it. Because fuck you, bass player. That's why. <laughs> that's it. Fuck you, everyone. <laughs> yes. The drums, the rhythm guitar, all people need to hear is me. This is my time to shine. <laughs> Y'all can fuck up. <laughs> right, so this is where we end the podcast. And we we do so in the same way every week. We thank our Patreon backers for being Doing. awesome people. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we thank our Patreon backers. I, I, I'm extending a thank you to all of our listeners, but we sp- extend a special contractually obliged thank you to our Patreon backers who are as follows. Remember, as little as $2 a month, you can be on the list. It's it's not that much, and you can be part of these cool cool kids too. Right, so we've got... It's less than a coffee. It's less than a coffee, and you are helping us. Indeed. It's, it's much, much less than being stuck in Germany for the best part of a week. <laughs> so we've got Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ, 37FX of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We've got Mr. Hugh Erection. <laughs> I mean, that was a bit lackluster. Come on, boys. Give us a cheer for the Hugh Erection. There we go. It's definitely not mine. We've got <laughs> tiny, tiny bean. 
Uh, we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, and we've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. I personally listen to all of those podcasts because they are of excellent quality. You should too. You'd like them. Uh, if you want to catch me online, I am Mr. Budget Pedal Chop. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series and the No Talk All Tone Versus series, which recently I versed digital versus analog. So the TC Bucket Brigade versus the flashback in Bucket Brigade mode. Uh, and this week, I've got a tiny, tiny little horsey. A tiny, little, tiny horsey. <laughs> I might send you my um, wish clon. <laughs> yeah, my little clony. Yeah, because that wish clon is so fucking good. I love it. <laughs> you damn right. Matt, where can we find you online? Uh, the, the, the Twitter. Yes. And to Instagram. Yes. At heel underscore Matt Q. And if you want to watch me drive around the TT course uh, on a, a set of Corsa, uh, it's, it's Heel Space Mac you, just to really confuse you. <laughs> there you go. On, on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Absolutely. That's it. And and Josh, where are we finding you? You can find me at the Corona Mortis on Instagram, uh, forward slash Joshy ZK, two eyes on YouTube. Indeed. And. Paramore GB Tribute. Paramorgb. Get in. And we can find you on another podcast as well, can't we? You can, although I have been very quiet on the Guitar Geeks podcast. But that's how you find us, the Guitar Geeks podcast. There you go. Oh, I've I've been catching up on a little bit of the back catalogue, actually, um, because I've come into it way late. And who, who was I catching up with? The... Um, YouTube guitar guy, I can't remember what, what it was. Plays loads of Metallica. It was really cool. Oh, uh, Matt Riffmaster. That's the one. That was a fantastic one. He's he's absolutely hilarious. So that that is oh, a great guy. I, I listened to that one. I I very much uh I very much urge you to listen to that. He's he's a bit of a ledge. He's a lovely chap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you get into not only like this like the superficial stuff. You got into some pretty pretty deep shit as well, which I I thought was really cool. So I'm like stamp of approval on that. So keep keep doing what you're doing. But for now, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Umagosh, it's Josh. And from Mr. Matt Klein, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Yeah. It will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. You're on a bit. What music genre do burritos listen to? I don't know. Rap music. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the one. It's the one. It's simply the one. Simply like this.